already gone. <laughs> this coffee is power coffee. Every morning you, now. It's because you make like one cup out of the amount you'd make two cups out of. Just like no, I make two cups. Right, two cups worth. Or less. Put less coffee in. That's that's the way. You don't put so much coffee in. Power coffees in the mornings. I'm getting into a real habit of doing that now. Every morning, a jug. It's quite a lot of coffee. Pint and a half of like pressed coffee. Yeah, you bought yourself in like a fancy schmancy gangster tripping. So Tri- gangster I'm, tripping. I'm on halfway coffee. through one already. Yeah. You you always drink coffee in the morning. Yeah, it doesn't like, really you can't, it doesn't you can't really do your morning no. without coffee. No, I can. I can do it fine without coffee. I get a little never, bit. But you never do though. Always have coffee, even when you're you know at is? work. It's routine. It's routine. That's what it is. I'm just sticking well, so to it. So you're saying it's habit? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely habit, without a doubt. But coffee's one of the things I don't find, like, I mean, I don't really find anything. I've never really experienced anything addictive. Coffee, certainly. Not coffee at all. But you but you say that, but then you drink coffee. Yeah, it's because it's nice. Every morning, no fail. Yeah. Like, there is nothing that I drink... Coca-Cola, Iron consistently. Brew. No, but that that's a drink. Every that's day. Yeah, but not in the morning. Ev- like every morning at straight, there will be days where I don't drink it. You will drink at least one cup of coffee a- in the morning every single could morning, you, every you single imagine? day. There's no ma- morning that you go without it. Can you imagine if they built, brought out breakfast lager or breakfast wine where like it was socially acceptable to <laughs> drink it? It's like a low percentage, like 2% or something. And then like, you wake up in the morning, you crack a tin open <laughs> I just pour a little glass. Uh, the thing is, <laughs> beer beer just tastes rank. Like, why would you? I mean, I just you don't, don't drink. I don't you, like. You can't have a judgment. I don't on beer. like bitter things. Which I don't like coffee. I don't like beer because they're just bitter. And yeah, like, you like you, you don't drink, so you can't really comment. No, I can. I used to drink beer. Did you, did you like dessert wine? Because that's quite. Sweet. I did use. Yeah, did like um. You like grape juice as was, well. You got a, f- a flash bottle of that. That's looks like champagne. Yeah. That that was a work thing, like because they know I don't drink. They like get me like fancy, like sparkling, non-alcoholic things um, for I Christmas. I don't know how fancy it can be. My Christmas hamper, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I'm just not interested. But I used to drink, so I know what beer tastes like. I mean, it's bitter and horrible. You always like try this beer, and tastes I'm like, it just gorgeous. tastes like beer. <laughs> Doesn't taste yeah, yeah. I know what you I mean. can't. I can't discern the difference between a good beer and a bad beer. I remember when I was little, bad when me. I was like young, and you, I, like, I remember like when I was like seven or something, you like your dad would have like a massive, the pint glass looked enormous because you were so small, it, it massive. And I knew it was like a, an adult's drink and it was and it was frothy, probably because it was like some mad homebrew. I remember drinking that, going, let me try it. And you're holding it with two hands, like a bowl, because it's so enormous. You can barely pick it up. Your dad's got to hold the pint with a glass. You try a bit. And it just, t- yeah, I know what you mean. It just tasted like bitter. It just, just yeah, like. So that's where you're and at. And I think. You need to push through that. For barrier. me, because I don't, I don't know the flavours well enough because I don't drink it regularly enough and I haven't like adapted my palate you're to damn drinking disappointment. beer or wine. I just taste wine or beer and they, did, like someone could give me a really bad glass of wine and a really good one in their opinion and I wouldn't really taste the difference that is why you're not allowed I'll to talk what, or comment though, about alcohol when i was you know younger nothing. i used to did used to try a little bit of sweet of course yeah um dessert wine like little tiny bits little speck i don't and think i've ever had it bailey's was something else i was i was allowed to have a sip of when oh i was yeah. a kid bailey's is something maybe i could get into again like a glass because it's not that alcoholic no, and it's, it's quite like sort of you know with some ice in it it's pretty like 
It's pretty tasty. It's actually a really nice summer drink, actually. Yeah, I'd yeah, imagine maybe, sitting out in the... I know it sounds stupid, quite, but if you're like... Like, during quarantine life, I'll buy myself a bottle of yeah. Baileys and Well, buy one anyway. And, <laughs> and then I'll drink it. it. If you don't want it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that, that's all right, man. I could imagine that. Because people yeah, that have, like, was, a nice iced coffee, don't they? Yeah, that was my, like, nan... Nice my, chocolate my drink in the sun. like, tipple, and she would always like a Baileys, and she'd always let me and my sister have a little sippity-sip behind us. Sippity-sip? Behind the scenes. Sippity-sip. Mum and Dad weren't looking. Yeah. I can't have a little sip. <laughs> she was great. She was? She is? No, different Nana. Oh, different Nana. Yeah. Yeah, she's hot. Yeah. Um, shout outs. I'm really like no. fucking discombobulated. <laughs> what we've talked about is you drinking coffee. It's, it's, no, <laughs> it's, that's fine. It's because it's it's half past eight in the morning. That's not even that early. But like, yeah, but you used to, you used to, you've got up before and done. Yeah, yeah, super yeah, yeah. Early. But I wasn't expecting to. And you went, come on, let's do the podcast. And I was like, what now? I yeah, even, come on, let's do it. Haven't even had my golden coffee yet. Oh God. You will like you 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 you're a cup in, so you should be what ready to go. Well, maybe if me saying that caffeine, I don't really feel the effects of caffeine. We can judge my performance from the beginning. To the towards end. the middle and then the end of the podcast yeah uh shout outs um we've got now this there may be a little bit of crossover from last week because i can't remember what we who we shouted out but hey ho you might get two shout outs i never remember <laughs> uh so lorraine o'donnell brown lucy hollands and this one's great tom ace spence <laughs> it's quite a great name i think yeah um Cool Dip, Singh and Ben Brutes are all the peoples this week that got shout outs. So well done to you guys. Well for done. <laughs> for liking <laughs> the Facebook page. Um, if you like our Facebook page, then you'll get a shout out next week. Uh, the um, social media is usual stuff. Yes. Uh, Robots Rise on Facebook and Instagram. And write a review if you really want to on iTunes. Or don't. But, I mean, or don't. If you do... Right, it's a good one. And DM us a screenshot or don't. Up to you. <laughs> um, and then obviously we've got our new sponsor, which is Clean Hand Sanitizer, which is very re- relevant right now. Um, you dirty bastards. You dirty bastards. Uh, so yeah, we've got um, a um, website you can go to, www.clean.co.uk. And what's the, is it 15% discount I think code? so. It should be written which down will be. Thing. I'll I'll put all that on the social media yeah. um, post. So just swipe through to the end on Instagram and Facebook, and you'll get a little like tile of information how to go and buy your hand sanitizer. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so it's UK made. It's quite a high in alcohol, sixty five percent effective against COVID nineteen. Absolutely, because it, yeah, no, because <laughs> if you have that, you have to have a specific alcohol rate in fr- to be. Oh, so it is effective. Yes. Okay. Um, Look at you. You don't know what you're talking <laughs> no, about. And because it's over that magical sixty odd percent uh, alcohol threshold, it means. If you have not been socially distancing and you've been going out cheekily and you've been dipping your tallywhacker in some... Covid juices. Yeah, into (laughs) someone you shouldn't have and you've got maybe some form of um, willy sneeze, some like dick drip going down, this will clear that yeast infection that will get rid of all bacteria (laughs) that you can't get to the doctors to get that magical shot of penicillin. I don't think there's going to be anyone who's going to like squirt hand sanitizer up their... uh, Yeasted, yeasty. I believe there will be yeasty hole. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. We'll go for the women. I was going for the blokes that well, time. But yeah, if, if you mean just kicking up a stink, you need some hand sanitizer. I don't think men get yeast infections, do they? Mott sanitizer. <laughs> um, Box cleaner. So there's three fragrances. Stop rubbing alcohol for your minge. Yeah. Well, oh God, it's too early for those words. <laughs> minge. That's the coffee. Um, 
what's the what's the betting you're gonna need a poo at some point this throughout nah, this I'm good. podcast? <laughs> no. Uh three fag- fragrances, coconut, watermelon <laughs> and not poo, uh cucumber and mint, uh long lasting fragrance and protection, um added moisturizer to stop um <laughs> to stop dry skin. Honestly, my hands are so dry right now. I'm not even using hand sanitizer, I've just washing my hands, but also been doing a lot in the garden, so my hands are pretty dry. So maybe I should have a squirt, see if it, see if it works. Um, yeah, so 20... F- oh, okay, it does say it here. 25% <laughs> to discount all key workers. 15% discount to all fans uh, if you use the um, code ROBOTS15 and shipping to UK only just for now. So that's it. There you go. There you go. She's going with the pod. Yeah. I did forget in the intro to do uh, a couple of watch list, um, Hannah's watch list recommendations. So we do it every week, we always forget. Uh, yeah, I do forget. Uh, so I've got a couple, just a couple. Um, the uh, season two of Dead to Me on Netflix. I know you've not watched this, but freaking brilliant. Just a, such a good series. So if you're into kind of like a bit of mystery stuff, then go for that. And then um, Deep Impact. I watched that the other night. I get fucking bored with shit, man. I can't. I get restless. I sit in front of the TV and I'm like, you just what? All you want to do is sit and like look at shit on the uh, internet. Yeah, I multitask. But yeah, do them things that Hannah just said then on the TV. They are good. Yeah, Tom's just like only likes alien films. Fuck aliens! He's like, what do you want to watch tonight? Aliens. Let's put aliens on. Aliens. (laughs) Aliens. Can we put aliens on? Aliens. Aliens. I'm like, fuck's sake. We've watched aliens a million times. Doesn't have to be aliens. Or alien. Or aliens. Or alien three. Or whatever. Or Prometheus, or whatever the other one is. Mm, yeah. All too just like I like them, but I've got to have some like separation between each watch, just so it feels new each time. Well, new, but anyway. So this is my like epic two-parter that I've been saying I'm going to do oh, for like oh, this is it. four weeks. Here we go. We're, <laughs> or we're, two months or something stupid like that. I'm going to do one. I'm going to do it. It's going to be a two-parter. Yeah. Not next week, the week after. No, no, yeah. not next week. Well, yeah. Well, it was. Qu- I knew it would be ep- like hard and epic to research. So, but, 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 but I'm so to it. what do you think it might be? Uh, you know what? I haven't got a clue. Two-parter to me that means it's going to be some form of like. Um, Store like some story, intricate conspiracy tale that happened that is, you know, like a Kennedy assassination, or maybe you're going to talk, I don't know, something like that. So, today, and today specifically, we're going to um, talk about the rise and art of Banksy. Banksy, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, two part on Banksy. I love a bit of Banksy, yeah, Banksy, yeah, I like it because he just doesn't care. And th- and when you see like when you see like um, s- some of his pieces that go up, you're like, yeah, of course, that's definitely a Banksy idea. That's a brilliant idea. I always think oh, I could have thought of that, but then you know, yeah. obviously I'm, I I didn't. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so you 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 just didn't. I applied for that website to try and get what did I try yeah, and get well, like a spray painting or something. So that we can talk about that at the Fuck end. You, that's Banksy. right at the end because I've got I've got that down as something to talk about. So, um, so today's episode, like I say, we're talking about just his like art and um and his kind of background and then next week we'll go into 
the more kind of conspiracy like the who Banksy the fuck conspiracy. is he? Who the like, fuck oh, is right. he? Okay, yeah. Like, yeah, people people like you know it is a bit of a conspiracy about like who he actually is and yes, who's the is. most likely person out of all the guesses. So this is really interesting because I have a, some a cursory bit of inform like knowledge on, on yeah, regarding you'd be who surprised. who Banksy uh, might you'd be. You'd be and surprised like, at yeah, yeah, yeah. the likelihood of that conspiracy. Yeah, because I only knew that and I'd spoke to you about that and you'd be like, really? And I was like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, I played well, that thing which you're going to talk about. <laughs> I'm not going to mention it. it. And then, But now I know fuck all compared to what you know yeah, about yeah. it. So yeah. it's, this can be interesting. So we started talking about Banksy the other day and then I started going, oh yeah, yeah. And I thought, no, don't give too much, in, like like you know so much Who's that you've already been researching it. Who was that geezer that was going around in, because like, um, you know, the like in England, you've got like obviously the roads council tax and shit, you know, you pay your council tax like in Birmingham and then mm. that goes into a big part and then they repair the roads and shit. And there was some of that down in London, there were like loads of potholes. And, um, oh, um, Wanksy. So Wanksy, so a geezer called Wank, like uh, started drawing like Dicks you get like a pothole in, yeah, like <laughs> and he just draw like he'd use it as a like two holes as a set of balls and he draw a dick and yeah, yeah. he's called Wanksy. Wanksy, brilliant. Yeah, is he in it? <laughs> no, no, he's not. <laughs> Didn't think. Well, I could put him in next week if you want. <laughs> we can talk about Wanksy. Is that Banksy's cousin? His shit cousin. Yeah, yeah, he's really shit because they're like really rubbish like dicks as well. They're not even like very good. Do you want to like elaborate on what a good dick would be then? Well, like, I'm just not, like, really <laughs> shit, like... Your face said, oh, it's like a, like a, like a semi with a line through it. <laughs> yeah, but surely you won't be better off being a it's shit a little, dick like, if you're called wanky. Yeah. A spunk. Anyway, so, um, I'm going to start off with just, like, how, who he is, like, what, how we, how we came on the scene and all that shit, I so... onto the art scene. Um, it's funny, because, like, when you sort of look into, kind of, the conspiracy, well, not the, like, the ideas about who, like, people's, like ideas about who he is or who he could be um it's sort of like you know obviously he's he's completely anonymous no one really knows you know he's never identified himself as any of the people that people you know are guessing at and um but then like when you look into his past there seems to be like people seem to know so there must have been along the way like you know like interviews and stuff done where he gave away certain amounts of his background to you know, to people, because there's, like, information about what year he was born and, like, who was... Like, not who his dad was, but what his dad did as a job. And but you're is like, that true, though? Or is so it just Well, it might the, not the be. So, any, this is the thing. Some of these things I'm writing moon. down, I'm like, God, how do we know... Do we know this yeah. is true if we don't know who he is? But, like, I'm just going on what I can and what, the what's written down. world's a crazy place, isn't it? Yeah, these mysterious characters come out there, just graffiti buildings, and everyone, pay, like, just goes mad about it and pays them thousands, hundreds of thousands, like a millionaires from graffiti. Yeah, yeah. And blame me. Anyway, so um, Banksy is uh, a, a mysterious artist who um, I his identity has still not been revealed um, and is quite a peculiar character um, through political and controversial works with a hint of humour. The artist continues to fascinate us, so there is a fascination with of course him. Cause the irony. Um, he is a street artist, vandal, political activist, and film director, amongst other active things. Active since the nineteen nineties. His satirical street art and um, subversive um, epigrams combine dark humour and graffiti executed in a distinctive, distinctive stenciling technique. Did you write that? That's very yeah. good. Well done. Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah, I did. Don't. <laughs> you're such you're a like, dickhead. You're like, what do you mean? Of course I did. It's my podcast. I am allowed to write things that are clever, you know. Well, sometimes. Just because you can't. <gasps> dun, outrageous. Dun, dun. <laughs> So anyway. Banksy. When was the first Banksy? When have you got like the first one when it came out? I mean, I'm not sure if you have. Um. So the thing is, 
I've mid nineties, wasn't it? I've picked like a group of of artworks that I found interesting. Um, you can't. We couldn't possibly go through his back catalogue of art because this, like, he's he filled like a three hundred page book with all the shit that he did. So, he, yeah, I mean, you could. He started. He didn't start off as a stencilist, so that came more in the nineteen nineties because it took him too long to do it. The other, you know, just painting or whatever. So, Actually, like, when, so when you see his style. He that doesn't really, yeah, I mean, he has style. a stenciling style, so that style is... Was done for speed yeah. and efficiency, and yeah, so, so it wasn't the style that had preference, it was the ability to, to get the piece quicker. done incognito in yeah. public that it led quickly. to it being what it was. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's interesting. So, mm. he was apparently born in Bristol, well, we all know he's from Bristol. Bristol, Bristol, yeah, so um, in 1974, and as... Certain, we think. We think, and... Uh, we think is a son to a, f- a photocopy engineer, which I thought was quite interesting. He works in frost because it's like it feels like you know when you stencil something. If I was to stencil something, I'd use a photocopying machine. <laughs> well, I don't know what I don't know. I would have just thought that you would have cut it out with scissors on the floor because I don't know. Yeah, what but like you'd have know. to. If I was doing it at home, and you'd like I don't know. I don't. You're know. an artist. I've got a clue. I, well, I'll just spray it onto the wall. Be a big blob. There yeah, you go. You just go. <coughs> there you go. Um. So when he started, um. His work was mainly done freehand, so he would, I'm guessing, uh, spray can freehand. So, like, you know, most graffiti artists will, like, use a spray can and just freehand it. Mm -hmm. Um, It's only in the late 1990s that uh, his use of stencils in his work was developed. Um, Banksy claims his work is inspired by 3D, a member of Massive Attack music band. Uh, We will talk more on that in episode two so okay keep keep tuned for that um wasn't 3d in gorillas no 3d's in mass so 3d is wasn't that you, was I, I know you know who 3d is yeah. but i don't really want to talk about oh, okay like, all right I'll <laughs> the, like who banksy might be until later okay. so we can go into that i will go with your uh, episode yeah. two that's why i wrote that because i thought you'd be like oh i like <laughs> you might not know the guy as 3d to be fair so Anyway, he uh, first burst into prominence in the early 1990s as a graffiti artist in the group Dry Breads crew. Uh, Banksy used his works to highlight the corruption and inequality in society with a smattering of humour. Yeah. So, like, you know, he's always, like, a bit funny about it. Well, it's, it's, it's somehow managed to hone down his style, so it, it's made it so embedded in like pop culture that if like if a piece a Banksy comes on the news everybody instinctively knows what it is mm-hmm. you know what I mean like yeah you, yeah they know well there's some I mean, things there's that are a re- lot a lot of rep- replicate replicate yes yeah, of course people who yeah, copy yeah, yeah, yeah. it yeah. but it but it is on a whole you like can't, very kind of it you stands can only out you know if a Banksy is really really a Banksy is if he because po- he'll post it immediately on his Instagram <clears throat> he's like um, verified Instagram account, so you know it's a Banksy if it turns up on his Instagram account. Yeah, like if it's not there, then it isn't him. And but what I mean is, it's like uh, you know, you get uh, <coughs> uh, who was that fella, the one who made the he did the soup, Campbell's, Campbell's soup. soup. Who, who uh, was that? Um, oh god, what was his name? Oh, why can't I think of his name? 1960s fella. Uh, okay, it doesn't matter. It's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah, it doesn't. I can't remember. Why can't I remember his name? 
Why Andy I... Warhol. That's oh, it was it, like yeah. it was like just trying to like open a little door in my brain to get to the answer. It, in opinion, in my opinion, like some of Banksy's artwork, our Banksy's style is like that in in the terms of it's immediately recognisable. Yeah. A lot of people go, "That's that," and, mm. and I think when you do that as an artist, you really you're in pop culture. I yeah. think that's where he is. Oh, he's God, really he's like deeply. He's deeply. He's intrinsically like. Because you can't get another artist. Part of though. British culture now. If you put another piece of art from any random famous artist on the news or whatever and said who's that most people go, mm, don't know but a banksy they'd be like De- that's banksy yeah yeah so um banksy started as a f- like i said before as a freehand graffiti artist um in 1990 to 1994 and um was like we said earlier one of the um dry breads crew um with two other artists known as kato and tease so he was like part of a graffiti crew in the Collective. beginning um, yeah, collect, that's the right word, well done. Um, he was inspired by local artists and his work was um, part of the larger Bristol underground scene with um, people such as Nick Walker, Inky and 3D. So uh, during this time, he met Bristol photographer Steve um, Laz- Lazardis, Lazarides, Lazarides, <laughs> anything you like, Lazarides, I think, um, who began selling Banksy's work, later becoming his agent. Apparently, this is all very apparently because I apparently we don't know who he is. So how we know this stuff? He must have given certain stuff away because he has been in interviews. So he's been masked, hasn't he? So well, he must have a dealer because some of his shit. Like he yeah, must yeah. have an agent because uh, he, he does. Is, yeah. And he oh, does he has his own. People know he, he who has he his is. own. Uh, company now which is what is where you, like we has plenty of people working for it's where people will be able to verify a true banksy or not do you think that he can be like like hiding in plain sight so when he goes to like well when that, that's the one of the theories yeah. right, okay <clears throat> that he hides you know like the thing is it's like people just know him but don't know him yeah like he he could Bond, be he could James just Bond. be the master of diversion couldn't he so anyway um or she who knows yeah <laughs> um but at the, I'm going to go with he because I think in general because you're sexist. We um, all know. We all know. In general, I feel like because he was he did he directed a thing, didn't he? But he um and he was on it. He directed a movie um called Exit Through the Gift Shop. Yep. We watched it. Yeah. Which we'll go into again on episode two. A lot. I'm saying a lot. All episode two. Yeah. Like, come on now. <laughs> Don't want to wait to episode two. Just get on with it. Um. So, uh, by 2000. Um. The year 2000, he had turned the art of stenciling to the art of stenciling after realizing how much less time it took to complete the work. Um, he claims, or Banksy claims, um, he changed to stenciling while hiding from police under a rubbish lorry when he noticed the stenciled serial number and the um, on the bin. Oh, okay. So he's lying there, like trying to evade capture. Yeah. Sees that, like, like a prison thing, you know, and like they spray like the prison numbers. Yeah, is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah, because <laughs> like, you know, like on the side of like a skip, yeah, you're yeah. like, they'll spray paint the name or like no fires or whatever. It's this, that sort of thing. He looks and thought, oh, maybe that's a good idea. If so I'd done that, I would have been in five seconds and I wouldn't be getting busted. Yeah. Um, so he soon became more widely noticed for his art around Bristol and London once he adopted this technique because he could go in, get it done and get out like Just quick. the way I like That was it. the point because he was doing something that's illegal and, and classed as vandalism. So, and a lot of the reason why he's never... Um, you know, identified himself is for those reasons because he's actually done a lot of illegal shit. So, uh, but Banksy's first known uh, large wall mural was the um, a p- 
piece called The Mild um, and was painted, the, sorry, The Mild West and was painted in 1997. So that was kind of his first big piece uh, to cover advertising um, of a former solicitor's office on Stokes Croft in Bristol. Um, it depicts a teddy bear lobbing um, a Molotov cocktail <laughs> at the three riot police. Excellent. Um, so Banksy stencils feature striking and um, humorous images com- occasionally compi- combined with slogans. Uh, this The message is usually anti-war, anti-capitalist capitalist or anti-establishment. Uh, subjects often includes rats, apes, policemen, soldiers, children and the elderly. So... Mm. You know, those are the kind of like likely things you'll see him do. Um, in July of twen- 2011, one of Banksy's early works, Gorilla in in a Pink Mask, which had been a prominent mm, landmark on the exterior wall of a former social club in the Eastville, Eastville uh, for t- over 10 years, was unwittingly painted over after the premises became a Muslim culture centre. Hang on a second, right. So, so <coughs> that was there, but it was painted over accidentally. Accidentally. Well, unwittingly, like they just painted they didn't it. Know they what made it, was. it into something else. So it was but a it social was there. club. It was there for a while. It was there for over ten years. Yeah. And they didn't know what it was. They had well, a Banksy. They knew it was. They were Banksy, sure. They just didn't care. Thing, but they just took. They, well, Probably should have sold you. The guy he painted it was like, oh, "Fuck this!" Shit. Oh my god, it. mate, what have you done? I know. Yeah. So you helmet. <laughs> you've just wrecked it. That's you a wrecked pic- it. So oh, the um the there exists a cult-like following for the artist um the ambiguity of his identity has drawn this group of follow group of following yeah. it's because it's fun isn't it no one knows who yeah, he is yeah, it's yeah. mysterious they pop up and they're really kind of like edgy it's fun man yeah and a concept known as the banksy effect has developed as a result of banksy's artistic innovation mm. um this term is in reference to the artist's ability to turn outsider art into cultural mainstream, which yeah. is what he's done basically. He's made street art cultural mainstream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you get people like dismantling walls off the side of yeah. it and then like selling the side Time of the house t- yeah, yeah. for a million quid. Yeah. And the house is worth It was um, coined to reference um, the way in which Banksy's work has led to an increased interest in street art. Uh, street art has been incorporated into um, part of our culture and daily life now. Like you. People look at street art differently now than they did. Yeah, I remember graffiti used to be like people used to think it was like thuggish and you know what, like, like dangerous. vandalism. Yeah, yeah, but but it's quite, I think it's pretty cool, man. Well, I mean, yeah, some of I the mean, fucking shit bricks that are built on like the 1970s building need a good spray painting. I'm not, I'm not really into like people just tagging their name endlessly over buildings and signs and things. That's yeah, you can't be drawing dicks on the side of a building unless yeah, you're banks like, and that's okay. But yeah, well. Um, but like in where I work in uh, is a place called in Birmingham called Digbeth and it's quite like an industrial part of, of the city centre uh, where a lot of like in the past, you know, the sort of industrial revolution and all that shit. Powerhouse. Uh, yeah, it, w- it was. Um, so it and it's pretty like it's still pretty run down place. Like if you walk around it, it's not. It looks like it from the outside. I suspect when you go because you, what you're yeah, talking like about, there's loads of in, like old buildings that were used for like, I'm guessing like. Cause the, yeah, 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 yeah. Like. But they, what they they are like gentrifying it. They're like putting, but but oh, what yeah. they but they actually encourage like really good street artists to come and paint on yeah, the look, walls. It adds color, and they're like it, it's quite like um like a an ever changing environment because of that. Because you walk through and you're like, wow, there's this yeah. this whole new mural has gone up, and it's not just shit art. It's like extremely 
um, intricate, massive pieces. Yeah, yeah. Freaking like amazing artwork. Like I couldn't c- comprehend how to even start doing some of the shit that these people do. They come down and they, but they're at, they're, it's encouraged. It's like part of the culture there to to have it you know to walk around and have these cool pieces of art painted if i turn it with a can of spray paint they're gonna get pissed off though i don't think you, they would i mean i don't know if they have to get permits like even in like the custard factory now they actually encourage um there's this there's some like really tall buildings and on the sides now they encourage they actually like have pe- commission art street painters and graffiti artists to like paint um you know like advertising for netflix and various other things so it's a pretty like cool environment and i think banksy is probably quite integral to like this idea that street art is actually like a proper form of art and it's not just vandalism and these people are actually very talented yes they are um, they're medium though i mean it's not like they're using a canvas board they need a building and it's yeah. hard to come by unless you just fucking do it well you know you need a space and a wall that's <laughs> all you need like yeah, it doesn't have to be massive you can do small bits like there's one there's a there's a street artist who just like pick does he's I can't remember what his name is he does little like pixel tiles just like little pixelated like oh, um cool. what are they called like space invaders and things and I like think I've seen that yeah yeah I can't remember his name now but that's pretty cool um but anyway like like I say he's part made made street art um part of you know culture and mainstream it's part of our daily life now really you, you drive around this because say it's encouraged. So um, his work in turn has uh, questioned the authority of art and, um, and its creators, furthering the cult- cultural debate that has existed for centuries. So it's like, it's not just about like, stu- like stuffy pictures in gold frames anymore, although Banksy does use gold frames quite a lot, but I think that's actually like a, the irony. a, a, a ironic use rather than anything else. Um, so in January 2011, Banksy was nominated for the Academy Award for the Best Documentary for Exit Through the Gift Shop. Um, and in 2014, he was awarded Person of the Year. Did he win at, him? At the 2014 Webby Awards. Um, Person he also, of the Year. Yeah, in 2004, young adults named Branksy, a British cultural icon, among um, people listed like William Shakespeare, Queen Elizabeth II, David Beckham, The Beatles, Charlie Chaplin, J.K. Rowling, Elton John and Adele. So he's in this cultural, like, he's definitely become like part of the institution. I don't think David Beckham room. should be in that. I, I mean, other than kicking a ball around, I, d- I don't think the names that you had that you wrote, read out then, you read them out again. Okay, so Banksy was named a cultural icon in the list that included William Shakespeare. Yeah, I understand. Queen Elizabeth II. I mean, yeah. David Beckham. Okay. The what? Beatles. Yes. Charlie Chaplin. Yes. J.K. Rowling. Yes. Elton John. Yeah. And Adele. Mm. Beckham. <laughs> wonder. Have a wonder son. You can't. What's he? Yeah, well, you could say the same about Adele. She's not been there that long, has she? Um, it's not about that. It's about what they've contributed. Yeah. You can't go and buy a David a, a piece of, of something that David Beckham created. I mean, you could buy like a, a, a jacket or something. I suppose he I probably suppose, got clothing but he on. Is, he is. I don't know. Yeah, he, he is. I'm not like, dissing him. I just don't think that he should be like a cultural icon listed in the same category as yeah, Queen Elizabeth II and matter. Shakespeare. That's what, that's what young adults have listed. You fucking from outside idiots. the UK. So that's their perception of you fucking Pokemon in it next year. What's culturally Christ like relevant almighty. from coming out of England, basically. So anyway, let's go to some of his cool like artworks um, and like what he's done throughout the decades he's been working. 
So this one's quite cool. Um, this was a work known as Defaced Tenor. So f- just for any of those people who are listening who don't know what a tenor is, um, it's not a uh, you know person that sings very like warbly music. It's uh, <laughs> what we call our £10 notes. Oh, oh yeah. Um, so in 2004, so I've done this in date order from like the ones that I like. The ones that you picked. Picked. For, for you know from back way back to to now um so in 2004 banksy printed one million pounds of altered tenors fraudulent money yeah <gasps> which he dropped into crowds at the notting hill carnival in london and the reading festival well in reading really um on the altered notes he replaced the queen's face with princess diana I remember this and he added... Oh, Princess Diana. And he added... <laughs> yeah, your first episode. Uh, and he added Banksy of England along the top of the note where it would usually Colony. say Bank of England. Yeah. So um, after Banksy did this, it led to the altered notes being misused as payment in yeah. London and around. Idiots. Um, Banksy or... Banksy's... So this is interesting. So Banksy um, has a company called Pest Control, which he... Um, which job is on where, the side, which is rats. where it all you know you can authenticate. So you you contact Easy, pest control yeah. to authenticate if not if it's a original Banksy or not. <laughs> That's cool. Um, so really, yeah. So there must be loads of shit out there if he's got a company set but up just to. The company stays well clear of these banknotes because what oh, yeah. what they've done. Is extremely illegal printing banknotes. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, he's dropped a, a, f- a million. So they will not identify these as. Uh, so that there are probably yeah. loads of people who have these notes, but they can't not confirm. But they can it. never confirm. Because I'm it's guessing a that they, I, I think I do remember seeing these banknotes, and they are very similar. If you just cast your eye down and yeah, look yeah, away, yeah. it's like if you get like a people coin from Thailand and you can use yeah, it as a yeah. pound coin in England. As long as you don't look, they just people don't. Yeah, I've been given like. <laughs> I, I've been given change which has foreign money in it because yeah. the foreign money is made <laughs> its way into our money. Well, like, you know, like oh, a, a coin that's not English. I I'll look at my hand and see oh, that and I go, yes. That's not that a pound note. That's not a pound coin. That's a freaking, like, got, euro got fi- or something. I've got fucking 50 baht here. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Free chocolate bar. That's, yes. I can't buy anything with that. Yes, you can. You just got to blag it. So, yeah, that's. It's people just being like blind, like oh shit, you know they're given the money and they don't because there's so many like fraudulent banknotes on in the system. There was a that point people you just don't check. There's not very many people that have those lights or like check with that. Well, you know, pound, you know the pound is. coins in England. Do you remember that like they've, they've obviously been like they've redesigned been now? To, yeah, to so like before they were like that's just a just random round. gold coin looking brass coin looking yeah, thing, yeah. and now there's like this silver inlay, and they've got this gold sort of oh, brass and it's, and ca- it's on like the skirt on the outside. Yeah, and it's, like a it's a hexagon or some weird, octagon or yeah, something. Because before, because yeah, you could literally go to a. That's what they were doing. Yeah, you could go to a, a car boot sale, buy like a pound press, and just make your own pound. Yeah, coins. people were going down to the car boot sale. Yeah, I saw yeah. videos of it, and they were buying blanks of like these. So they're the same, same they're like material. a brass. Of a, of a of a of a of the ways the same as a pound coin and these are the same sort of physical dimensions yeah. and they were selling like fifty of them blanks right and a die that you hit yeah, it yeah. with a fucking hammer for a tenner so you give him a ten you come over this and this geezer boy and he was in the garden he was just whacking these blanks with this die and a hammer and he was making these pound coins. Yeah. And they looked exactly the they were exactly the same. I think pound coins is super difficult well, to Well they started rubbing out. Did you ever see that? You, to you'd change, up, to you'd not have, to identify as as being like no There were so many in circulation in England. Yeah, they reckon yeah. like like it was a it was a sizable got one somewhere. It was a, everybody did because yeah. if you look they would rub out because it was just random like fucking shit brass it would, and yeah, the yeah. coins would start to actually like, like age the, yeah. prematurely and that's because that most of the pound coins in England 
or a decent percentage of them were just fucking fake. Yeah, so they've had they made it a lot more difficult to like. And no one realised. And it was fucking millions fucking of pounds, billions of pounds. I forgot what old pound coins look yeah, like for them. Yeah, to get rid of them, I man. Used, I used to have a. Do you remember my like when I used to work at the probably perk, filled with car boot I brass. had like a jar full yeah. of like pound coins. My dad used fakes to be, worth fifty p. My dad was a taxi driver at the time, and I'd often find that he'd like changed his. He'd, he'd need some pound coins, so I because I used That's to get right, tips. Little bank. And I'd never like. I'd never p- get them changed into notes, so I'd just put them in a jar and then I'd spend them on a holiday or something. Yeah. Um, so the next piece uh, of art I thought was pretty... G- or this this sort of collection that he... D- this is wicked. Uh, you have Beautiful Eyes, it's called. So March of 2005. So this is kind of early on in his kind of career still. Um, Banksy hung his own piece of work up illegally in New, New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art. Cool. Um, the work he used was um, a piece called You Have Beautiful Eyes and it's kind of like a pre-Raphaelite style portrait. What does pre-Raphaelite mean? It's like old school style um, portrait of um, a woman uh, sporting a gas mask. Oh, yeah. Um, And then on the same day, Banksy placed artworks in the New York... um, Museum of Modern Art <laughs> and the American Museum of Natural History. So all those, all those are. So in he New had a York. squad. And he had a squad out. Um, no, he probably just went out and did it by himself. Um, Banksy's comment on this was that um, in the legal placing, just like gone in, hung up his own piece of art, and fucked up. That's <laughs> wicked, isn't it? Imagine that. There's a vanguard. You just go and put it up. And um, he said uh, that his um, he was inspired by his sister to do it, and. Um, she said he said she was throwing away a load of my pictures what? one day and I asked her why and she said it's not like they're going to be hung in the Louvre or anything so, just went so we just thought <laughs> fuck it I'm gonna go and hang them in loads of like really prestigious New York based uh like art galleries and, and did you, you imagine <laughs> throwing them away you're throwing Banksy's away because you've got mean, so many of them lying around hell. so yeah that was pretty cool I like that Good um on this one is probably my favorite um of Banksy's pieces and if i was a rich as fuck and like won like loads of money on the lottery or something second i would definitely like try and find this piece of art and try and buy it um god knows who was sold to because it was sold but so it's called the vandalized phone booth and so the original um banksy london phone booth caused quite a stir during its like its brief lifespan in 2006 appearing overnight on a street in soho um, London, this bent, broken British telecoms phone booth laid. So it's, we're talking like the typical red, um, like old school looking phone booths, which um, you like know, Doctor Who shit, but the yeah, like Doctor Who shit, but like the red ones, like the what when you th- you know, it's on like if you get a tea towel for like an England <coughs> tea, the red phone booth Some and the red buses the kind are of, always on there. The kind of wank tat that people buy as a tourist. It's thing like a in London, London like small c- institution. Like, yeah. Red phone booths, like they all got replaced by like shit ones by mobile they phones. They got like, got va- like vandalized, but um, and then mobile phones, yeah. <laughs> um, but it these things were like cast iron, heavy mm-hmm. as fuck glass you know uh, like cool like, like some people now like when they collect them in the gardens well, people, and also like they're sw- when they're still like there's one in um, Birmingham and like someone like makes coffee out of it they've turned it into a little coffee shop oh, right, cool um so each of their own this thing was um bent and broken well it's sort of like it looked like it had been like 
uh, laser cut in half and then like re-welded back together at the wrong angles. So it sort of like had like a slight off L shape. Um, it had a axe protruding from its side, blood pooling underneath. Well, not blood, real blood, but paint, kind of red paint pooling Peaked underneath. blood. And then um, London, Londoners were pretty divided over the um, over this piece of art. They uh, some people were um, appreciated it and thought it was a cool, the cool like the cool spirit of the art, and some people um, decreed it as being vandalism. I mean, um, come on, man, get over it. There's something there on your way to work that's interesting to look at. Fuck off, Marjorie. <laughs> yeah, Jesus yeah, it's like Marjorie Christ. going, "Oh, look at that! Isn't that such a vandalizing thing Barbara. to do?" Barbara and Fred. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, yeah, they were. F- a few. Shut, up. <laughs> shut up. Just shut the fuck up. Go and take your tank top and your fucking um, blue rinse somewhere else. It was said that Banksy. Now, obviously, the the like there's. Banksy just doesn't do stuff for the sake of it. There's always some kind of like reason. There's some kind of idea, or um, I'm surprised that he hasn't done anything directly against Trump yet. Or he might, he, he might, might well have probably done. has. Yeah, it was said that Banksy was protesting the at the time the anonymity of social media because that was kind of when it was starting to take off. Um, like most graffiti artists, Banksy takes ownership and responsibility for the works of art that he creates. Um, so the anonymity um, of these new forms of social media allows individuals to hide behind their screen uh, name. They can, you know, they can pretend to be what that which they're not. You know, you, we've, that's a big problem with, with like our sort of culture these days is that, you know, that people can do stuff behind the scenes. You, you know, they, they can rant from behind like a screen name and no one ever actually, you know, they can say what they want without any consequence really. It's kind of like Banksy. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the instead of celebrating social media, perhaps Banksy was decreeing that the lack of personal contact and personal responsibility inherent to the, um, uh, you know, the, the anonymity of social media and hiding behind a screen. So you have to think about it's a phone booth. Like people used to tour, you know, you have to think about the actual like. It's use also it's of the same sort of kind of like they're saying that it, it's kind of that's their early version of it, I suppose, isn't it? That was their yeah. The, the early device, so they can say that it's bad, and they can say that you shouldn't do it. I'm guessing like the old guys, you know, with the pipes in their mouth and the pub going, "Oh, they're social media." But yet, that fucking phone box that he's chopped in half and fucked around and bent and whatever—that phone box was was the beginning oh. of of what of this is. Of this, yeah. We just refined well, ma- it, and, may- and maybe you know that's the thing. Like, I couldn't find any. Um, like statements he'd written about. He ain't saying shit, man. He's well, he, do, he does. He does comment on certain things, but um, stencil, sort of stencil revolution refers to this piece. So it's obviously a kind of a collective or cooperative of people um, as the murdered phone booth, which is pretty cool. <laughs> uh, perhaps more fitting title would be the phone booth reborn. Yeah. Um, after all, once the phone booth ceased to be useful as a means of communication Banksy gave it a new life as a piece of art yeah 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 I get that uh, it was sold for I think $500,000 500 billion million billions and someone has it somewhere and I'm yeah. like, I want that fucker it's so cool it's in Keith Richards garden or something yeah. and he goes in it to snort heroin <laughs> um, so moving on next one I've got is called Cardinal Sin 
Um, and in December Ooh. in December of 2011, Banksy unveiled an artwork titled Cardinal Sin <laughs> in the Walker <laughs> Art Gallery in Liverpool. Okay. The work appears to be a replica of an 18th century stone bust of a priest with yes. a pixelated face. And so it's basically like got little pixel like tiles for its face. Yeah. And... Um, and it's said to be a commentary on the sexual abuse scandals that have no been popping shit. up in the Catholic Church. Banksy commented on the work um, at the time. He said, stop fingering boys. Th- this was in December, so Christmas time. At this time of year, it's easy to forget the true meaning of Christianity, the lies, the corruption, the abuse. So that was his comment on, <laughs> on, the, on the piece of work. <laughs> He's great, man. I like the way he just tells you as it is. He's brilliant. Yeah. People hate that, don't they? They do. I hate that, especially uh, speci- specifically the the uh, the Catholic Church, because the amount of mad covering up and just blatant hiding. What's that bloke done? That that okay? He, he did what to kids? Where? Oh, we're just going to hide him, and there's nothing you can yeah, do. Yeah, well, I mean that. Goes but it's so way. public that they do that. That's why I suppose. Well, and it's hard. And it's hard. Like, Fuck it. I'll just if you're going to be public about that, and, and everyone's just not going to talk about I think it, pretend this, it's not happening. In this I'll day and age, people feel more able to talk about things that have happened to them in their past i think a lot for a long time people were encouraged to just not authority not say anything yeah and i think more recent in more recent years past you know perhaps the past decade or so people have been hashtag me too'd into oblivion so they're all going on about it yeah way more inclined to be like honest about what happened to them in the you know an abusive in their past and i think that's what that's been the undoing of a lot of these paedophiles over the years. Their undoing is fucking raping kids yeah, and expecting so, them not to say anything. Yeah, but for so long, a lot of these kids didn't say anything. It's only really more recently in the last decade that people have been coming forward and saying, do you know what, actually, me and all my fucking mates in that car- that, that in that choir. in that choir got raped by the fucking choir guy. See Father fucking sm- O'Doyle over there going to sniff his fingers. Yeah. Because so, he's got some questions in his... But then <laughs> it took them till they were 30 years old to be able to admit that, you know what I mean? Because as a child, you just, yeah, you, you're just told not to do something. And, you know, in, in, in an abusive situation, you're told not to do something. And as a child, you don't. You, you, you're that frightened of, like, it the consequences. It is literally a cardinal sin. It is. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to move on now to Dismaland. Oh, fucking Mickey World. Mickey World. Yes. So yes, this was um, a temporary art project installation organised and created by curated by Banksy. It was formed and constructed in the seaside resort town of Western Supermare. Western Supermare, man. In England. Um, and the local residents of Western Supermare were told that um, a Hollywood company called Atlas Entertainment were using the location to film a crime thriller called Grey Fox. Signs proclaiming Grey Fox Productions were posted around all the entrances of the site. So this, this is a diversion. Wasn't Grey Fox like a code for Hitler or something? I don't know. It might be. I it probably it does have some kind of um, like political yeah, something yeah, yeah. or other. Yeah, it sounds like it should have, yeah. Um, so the installation was prepared in secret. Of course, it's Banksy who, you know, that's his thing. Um, and... The pop-up was installed at the Tropicana 
um, a disused Lido, Lido. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is like a swim, like, like an outdoor swimming pool. So it's what thing. it is. It's like a, a, a shit swimming pool. Yeah. Like a really crap British swimming pool with some bollocks wank arcade near it, and yeah. it all the and it's just made out of plastic and everything's falling apart, and it's freezing cold and the pot and the pool's full of algae. Probably. Yeah. That's what it probably is. Um, and. Uh, so and it was a sin like a sinister twist on Disneyland, um, and it opened during the weekend of the twenty first of August in two thousand and fifteen, and then closed permanently on the twenty seventh of September two thousand and fifteen. <laughs> so it wasn't open for very long. No, it long. wasn't going to be, was it? Um, Thirty six days later. So Banksy described it as a family theme park and suitable for children. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, the aesthetic of the bemusement park um, was potentially inspired by the Dismal Land series of paintings created by American artist Jeff Gillett, and who also participated in the exhibition. So it and wasn't just Banksy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like it was like a collaboration well, a of big, like forty-eight it, well, artists. Well, it must be. It's, got, it's a big old place, isn't it? A, you know, a whole a whole building like that, a whole swimming yeah, pool, yeah, yeah. and you, you can't. I mean, he probably could, but yeah. Um, so the secret status of the installation declined in the weeks before the opening um, due to pictures of the construction um, being surfaced online um, in early July 2015 and included a fairy castle and other massive sculptures. So it's like, that's not a fucking crime. Well, there's loads of broken <laughs> that's shit. That's not for crime, yeah. what the fuck? Um, Holly Cushing... Uh, whose name appeared in the credits of a documentary about Banksy and who is often reported to be his manager, um, was cited at the construction site before opening as well. So there's like people like just being little detectives, aren't they? Going, yeah, they're oh, going, this is bollocks. This is, is something to do with Banksy. This What's is. that American company called that's doing it? And they Googled them. Yeah, they don't yeah, exist. Yeah, Something's going on is here. that Grey Fox and that? Probably Brain. aliens. Um, some of the structures photographed prior to the opening were a large pinwheel by Banksy Horse scaffolding scope sculpture <laughs> by Ben Long, and a twisted truck sculpture by Big Rig Jig. Yeah, <laughs> all, all loads of shit's just mashed up um, in it and broken. It's brilliant. Nothing works. But that, so yeah, called sorry the massive sculpture called Big Rig Jig by artist Mike Ross, which was previously shown at the Burning Man Festival in two thousand and seven. Yeah. So works by fifty eight artists, including Jack, Jenny Holzer, Damien Hurst, Jeff Gillett, Jimmy Corti, and Bill Brzezinski. Um, Bramzinski were featured in the park's installation. That's a wicked idea. So it's basically like a temporary, like an terrible yeah, yeah, yeah. gallery that you can go around um, in. So toilets don't work. It costs uh, eighty thousand pounds to get in. Yeah. Banksy has said to was said to con- have contacted the best artists I could imagine to the exhibit. Which you didn't contact me, the fucker. Uh, yeah, not all me. Jesus, Jesus. Which only two artists turned him turned him down. Who turned Banksy down? I don't know. Could you imagine that, that phone call though? Like, hey, this is Banksy. Do you want to be part of a, collect- a collective uh, installation You'd called like, Dismalland? Uh, yeah. I'd be like, uh, yeah. <laughs> Whoever said no to that was trying to make some sort of statement and hope that they they would be known as the artist that turned Banksy down, but it's just gone wrong. It's just failed. They was like, who's that fool, that bitch ass fool that turned him down? Who cares? Um. So every one of the estimated 150,000 visitors to the park entered through a fake cardboard cardboard security checkpoint <laughs> created by the artist uh, Bill Brzezinski. A cardboard <laughs> checkpoint, brilliant. 
So art and also art historian Dr. Gavin Grindon from the University of Essex curated Dismaland's political exhibits, including a bus housing collection of dangerous and violent objects, from homeless spikes um, to riot shields and rubber bullets. Yeah, he loves the riot shields. Um, under the banner rubber of bullets. cruel designs. Yeah, what the fuck. Um, then for uh, from what for one exhibit, the books of Geoffrey Archer, um, Baron Archer of Western Supermare, a British criminal novelist and former politician, of were course. burned each day in a fire pit. Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Burnly shit. I wish we'd gone to this. I was kind of gutted I didn't go. Um, You'd never have got in. You'd, you'd think about the list to get how many people yeah. would have tried to get well, into that. Well, I think I think it's a workmate managed to go. I think you just needed to know. I wasn't in the know. I don't know, I guess at the time. Um, on Fridays, there were scheduled performances by musicians including um, Run the Jewels, uh, De La Soul, Damon Alban and a Pussy Riot. A massive attack. Um, so later, Banksy's um, coin-operated dream boat, which was part of Dismaland's <laughs> um, exhibition, was donated by the artist to help the refugees in the run-up to the Christmas of 2018 to help raise money for the charity. Because, uh, you know, he did a lot about... Yeah, helping like the Syrian refugees, didn't they? Uh, the artwork was displayed in Help Refugees uh, London pop-up shop and members of the uh, public could pay £2 to enter a competition to guess the weight of the piece. The person who guesses the guess was closest would actually win the, the dream boat. That's pretty cool. Someone's, um, got, someone's got that now. Yeah, yeah. Probably It's probably at the back of someone's garden, behind the shed, in it getting like covered in algae and shit in its rightful place because yeah, yeah. that's where it should be. Yeah. Uh, so the guess the weight competition was seen as um, a deliberately school fair in style. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, that's Dismaland. That's um, cool. That is. So the next one um, is called Stonehenge, and um, I've not written too much about this one because I just thought it's short and sweet. Um, at the 2017 Glastonbury Music Festival, Banksy recreated Stonehenge. Well, everyone knows what Stonehenge is. If you don't, then g- Google it. <laughs> I think Stonehenge itself was recreated in the 50s. Was it? Oh. It's not in its original. You, there's a mad like conspiracy. Well, not conspiracy. There are pictures of them moving the the blocks around and well, supporting I don't know them. How they d- I mean, yeah, it's like that's probably quite a good podcast actually, Stonehenge. But it's not. It's not. It's that's not how it was. It's been moved around and tampered with. There's clear pictures. Google Stonehenge, people, and look at the shit. Pe- the blocks being moved around. It's not what it's supposed to be. Um, but he re- he recreated Stonehenge out of Portaloos, <laughs> 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 um, which um, Banksy reportedly said um, about the work after some backlash about, of course, uh, saying that it mocked the ancient ruin, that a lot of monuments are a bit rubbish, but this one really is a pile of crap. <laughs> 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 yeah, man. Like, I could imagine that Stonehenge is a bit shit though when you go there. Just yeah, like it's just like some rocks. And you can't go near it now. Yeah, I'd like much rather go look at Banksy. I think I've. Like. Where is it? It's Stonehenge. in Wiltshire, isn't it? I don't know. Like I've, I feel like I've driven past it. Maybe. Yeah, there is a road. Like, you can look off in the distance. Yeah. There's a few pebbles and some like rope around it, and the geese yeah. going fifteen quid, please. Um, like, so anyway, should we have, land. have a quick break? Yes, man. Let's do it.
this one, uh, next one, is kind of like um, a bit of a like sort of journey through like a particular like visual um, thing that Banksy uses quite a lot. Um, and it's the red heart balloon. So when you think of Banksy, most people think of a couple of pieces of work. It's that um, either that um, chimp chimpanzee with the kind of um, hanging sign around his neck and he kind of looks a bit hunched mm -hmm. or it's the girl with the red balloon so it's the little girl and she's like just let go of a red balloon heart-shaped what red is balloon. that what, i mean i can say what is that from obviously it's banksy but what is it was it no it's like banksy that's yes, the thing yeah, what's, it's it, so what's it mean because well, it's very it's sort a of lot there's a lot uh, so he's used this innocence of a lot so this is what i'm going to go through so um as like i said it's one of the most recognizable um, Banksy piece, symbols, man. Yeah. Bank, like pieces of yeah, Banksy. Yeah. When you think of Banksy, it's immediately it's like, like, like the most like recreated, like most tattooed thing that Banksy well, it's, did. It's his Campbell soup, isn't it? It's, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Um, so, but it's been through lots of iterations over the decades, really. So, um, the image in the main depicts a young girl reaching out for, um, or, or having just let go of yeah. a red heart shaped sort of like balloon. Um, it first turned up in London in 2002 with the inscription, There's Always Hope. Um, then more versions of the image were made of the same girl, the same balloon, around the city over the years. Um, but none remain as this unsanctioned street art um, that's free for public, the yeah. public to enjoy. Um, the art is always almost always nearly always removed because um, the property owners and city councils or governments are within their right to paint over or protect the work as they see fit there's this thing that artists do because there was a supposed i'm not sure if it was doesn't really matter banksy that, that cropped up in birmingham at in digba oh, well, but we will, oh, no, I'm no, not going to talk about that. One, it does, okay, well, it do, yeah, regardless of the Digbeth one. one, but there's oh. a thing that I've seen. I saw it on, on a documentary that um, other artists will. Uh, it's not really vandalise it, but they will quickly um, tag it or alter it in some way. So immediately, that so when well, that's the happening a lot now to Banksy's work. The one in Digbeth, I remember that because then your piece is there. I went out and lunch break to have a look at that, and um, it was not a Banksy. I didn't it was think just, it was. It was just a an, a replica of a Banksy. Now there's a difference between the people trying to copy Banksy and just doing something street re that's stenciled, and also but then vandalising a real Banksy. Yeah, but the vandal it's the artist that I w that the oh. bloke was saying the geezer that was explaining saying like that it looks like it, they're vandalising, but they're not. What they're trying to do is they're trying to get their tag. They're they're trying to twist the image ever so slightly and do it first. So when people take pictures and it goes around the world, their pictures there, man, yeah. next to a Banksy. So um, yeah, so like I say, it, it's up to the because he paints them on like public places, walls that belong to other people or councils buildings that belong to people or you know whatever it might be um the they they are within 100 percent within their right to cover it up yeah to to keep it to take it down so like like you said earlier yeah. people have been known to remove sell a wall like to, to like actually disassemble a wall and to and set and try and sell it on to art dealers or whatever else which is obviously never banks's intention he's never ever uses art dealers to sell his work because he makes a lot of work that's not massive on a wall he makes lots of prints and canvases and whatever other things but um so obviously these these arts are fleeting 
inst- in and free. Mm. And that's their intent. That's that's Banks's intention. That's the creator's intention. Pretty cool. So isn't it? They're, 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 just, they're not supposed to be there yeah, forever. They are, they're and there. And they're gone. It's like a butterfly. Yeah. So um, the heart balloon appeared again by itself in a Brooklyn, New York, with um, the red, the, with little like plasters or band aids like yes. crossed all over it, um, in 2013. And again in 2013, the heart balloon image appeared this time with two children standing on a pile of guns in cent- an essential park art stall said to be on sale for $60. No way. So then in 2014, the girl with the heart balloon was reworked by Banksy in support with of with Syria campaign. So he repainted it for, for with a girl with mm-hmm. a Syrian girl oh, in yeah. it instead of just a normal raise some awareness. Um, <coughs> so we can all watch the, the bombs hit them. And he says uh, apparently Banksy is said to say the red balloon is destru- described to carry th- away the girl from the chaos below beyond the burnt out building and the bullet potted walls so obviously this is very political yeah it's statement. not going to happen though they're going to get blown to pieces and your picture is only going like, to pi- allow people to watch it live now but he's just bringing awareness to it yeah, that's the point like he knows he yeah, has yeah, a cult yeah. following he knows if he does something people will pay pl- attention pay attention yeah so the image turned up again in 2017 in the form of a print with a balloon being painted in the style of a Union Jack. It was said that Banksy would give this print away to people in some constituencies if they voted against the Conservative Party. <laughs> um, but it being illegal to accept gift in return for a vote, the offer was receded, rescinded, receded. Really? Um, yeah. Uh, then a few really? days after the image of the Union Jack balloon um, surfaced on Banks's Instagram with plasters on it. <laughs> um, so this is, we can agree, is a well-loved and widely recognised image. So this is it. This is fun. So in 2018, we'll remember this is very recent. Um, a work by Banksy went up for auction at Sotheby's in London. Um, the artwork was sold for 1.3 million dollars and it's the image of the girl with the red balloon original girl with the red balloon yeah the original one the the original like visual because the mac daddy one it's changed he's done lots of iterations of it but it's the most like so that's the image in a big gold frame on canvas went up for sale at sotheby's in london the artwork like i say sold for 1.3 million dollars to an anonymous bidder um and uh, Probably to himself. <laughs> well, that, that's that's well. They're saying like the ori- who the original owner could have been Banksy. Yes. Yeah. They the the o- the original owner of the piece is not you know they can be kept anonymous as well. Um, so yeah, I'd definitely do it. I'd, I'd hype it up into oblivion. I'd buy it myself. I'd, I'd do everything. It makes sense. But as with all Banksy things, it's not quite all what it seemed. And once the hammer fell. And the um, there was a beep, and the artwork started shredding itself. So you said then, <coughs> out then there of the was frame. A, so there was a beep. So was there somebody in the audience? Yes, yeah, someone was because they took picture. Because he yeah. literally, yeah, yeah, yeah. immediately after shredded the fucker. He posted a picture of it shredding on Instagram and a video. So they had, he had someone there. in there videoing it. So, so he was he was like right. So he created this artwork to jack to wreck it. So. Um, so after, like I said, minutes after, Banksy posted a picture of the half-shredded artwork on Instagram with the pa- the caption going, going, gone. Um, and then posted a video of himself 
on his Instagram installing the shredder in the frame in case yeah. it ever went up for auction. So he made this years piece ago. of artwork years ago, thought, if this ever goes to an auction house, I'm going to... And then he kept an eye where it went, I suppose. That's and crazy. when it finally made its way to an auction house... So when did he When did he buy it? When did he... So when did he cre- create that? When did he I put the... I didn't say. So he must have bought, like, some crazy mad, like... How was that shredder powered? Don't know. It was like... Because, um, like... It he used lots of, you know... Um, so actually, we have one right here, like yeah, the scalpels. Yeah. So yeah. That he used those those blades, the the blades that you install into a, like a cut, you know, scalpel, yeah. and um and some kind of motor, I guess. And uh, yeah, but it was installed for years beforehand. Years, because well, it didn't quite go to plan. So it makes it even better that um, it failed. So the artwork was supposed to shred the whole way, and <laughs> in and, and in tests, he like Banksy said in, ma- in multiple tests done. The the picture shredded the whole way. Yeah. Um. But for some reason, maybe because it had been installed for so for long, fucking, that's what it I mean. Only shredded half out the paint, the frame. Yeah. This big like but ornate it it gold frame. So um. So someone's got like a picture of like a Banksy with shit dangling out the bottom of it. Yeah. So, so uh, Sotheby's claim they had no idea that this was happening and that they'd been Banksied, and um, but they did sort of release a press statement like in the following weeks saying that the artwork hadn't been entirely destroyed and rather was retitled after the event to love is in the bin (laughs) so (laughs) not sure that it was banks's intention but um and that he wanted the painting to kind of fully shred out the frame but because this didn't happen you ended up with just an even cooler piece of performance art and actually that the frame is ha- it, w- it becomes even more like Banksy once it's done that. You well, know what I mean. I was just looking here because that was what did you say? How much did you say it was? Sorry, for one. Po- I got one point four. One point three. One point four. Well, since they well, since it's been sh- shredded, they reckon it's it's probably um, doubled its value. Fucking <laughs> Banksy can't do it. He's so that like geezer, he's, so that he geezer tries or, hard, doesn't he? To like, but he's just making. No, he, he knows. Bugs. He yeah, knows full well that if you do anything to that after it, yeah. then this, he knows whatever he does is just going to add value to that. But he's not doing it for that. He's doing it to, he wanted to shred it to pieces. That's what he wanted to do. So it'd be a pile of nothing. But but he did. So that geezer who or whoever it was, that man or woman that bought that for one point four, mm. and then they went, you know, he's going to shred that immediately after. He, oh my god, I'm Luke. Gonna, but it's going to be worth three million. So the guy, yeah, the guy that bought it probably still wanted it. Yeah, well, you would. More, you? Even more Banksy now he's done that. Yeah, as that was being shredded, you'd be going, yes, <laughs> jackpot. <laughs> There's, imagine if it was like a phone. It's like, uh, you, right, okay. Uh, you just bought that for 1.3 million, sir, but um, it's currently shredding itself. Ba- Banksy <laughs> shredded it. What? What? Banksy shredded the thing. Hang on a second. Wait, what? wait. Is it still in the frame? Yes, it's half dangling out. There's an integrated actually, shredding system that's been installed for ten years, and Banksy shredding it. Yeah. Yes. So Bobby. I'll go on to the next one, um, which is something that you and I got involved with called gross domestic product. Oh yeah. And that's when Banksy rang me up. Any chance you get it? I was like, yeah, go on then. Go on then. So in late 2019, Banksy opened up his online store named Gross Domestic Product. On it, Banksy is selling products including riot helmets turned into disco balls and mm. stab a stab-proof vest um, that he designed yeah. for Stormzy. Um, That's the, cool. The online shop officially opened on the 17th of October, just a few weeks after the artist announced the launch of his own merchandise line with a pop-up shop installation of the same name 
in Croydon, UK, that was only a shop front window display and never actually was open. So yeah. it's just like all of the stuff that he was selling online, online though. in there, the real things, and a few others, I think. Um, Banksy claimed that... It's a gallery. So this is, the in- this is interesting. So Banksy claimed that he was forced to release the branded merchandise following legal action from an unnamed greeting card company that was trying to seize legal custody of his name. Moonpig. Fuck off. Yeah, I mean, fuck off, Moonpig. Can't mess with Banksy. So products on sale range from as little as £10 for an empty spray paint can that I tried to, go on um, to £850 for the Union Jack stab-proof vest that British rapper Stormzy wore. During the head, whoever got that one, I tried. Up. I tried. There was another one that was um, um, the helmet disco ball. Had a go on him yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Wore during the headline set of this of that same year's Glastonbury Festival, yeah. and a non-functional clutch bag made from a brick, which I tried to buy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so each of the products had ironic descriptions, and actually on that as well, there was um, a vest, the T-shirt with um, the girl with the heart balloon. And it half half shredded. <laughs> <laughs> half shredded, yeah. brilliant. Um, so each of the products had ironic descriptions, uh, like with humour added, as as with everything for Banksy. For example, for the clutch bag, um, this fashion forward accessory is made from a genuine real life house brick and is perfect <laughs> for the kind of person who doesn't carry much but might need to whack someone in the face <laughs> brilliant isn't it made from Probably a genuine house brick no less practical than the output of most halt couture fashion <laughs> houses so like this is a bit of a comedy it's like, and I, shit, that, I went on that great because it's still up i went and copied and pasted <sighs> that directive from the um from the website so and, i just love that it's all a bit shit and the banksy um balloon tea this image has been the jewel in the crown of every Banksy bootlegger for the past 15 <laughs> years. Now the first official version comes with an actual jewel on it because uh, the heart is actual like heart jewel. Um, screen print on a guilt-free fair trade tea with pendant. <laughs> <laughs> guilt-free. Yeah. Um, He's brilliant. He's an interesting character. Yeah. Purchases were limited to one per person per item with buyers required to register their interest by completing and submitting a registration form on the website, which is what you and I did. Um, we managed to cotton on, well, I think you cottoned on to it, just at the right time when it was act- actually still taking like... You see, I'm ahead of the curve. I'm just yeah, yeah. I'm just like the wave forms and I'm fucking there, ready to yeah. surf it. So fucking this, right there. this required people to answer a tiebreaker question of why, with the why crossed out, does art matter? Um, with the cr- um, oh, that's how he picked it, wasn't it? That's how you didn't. Yeah. So the sales were then. Um, you can't just buy it. Decided based on people's answers to the tiebreaker question. Unfortunately, apparently mine and Tom's answers weren't satirical enough. So somebody enough. somebody reads through. So you say, "I want this," and they go, "Okay, it's going to be a tenner." But in order for it to be a tenner, you it's g- like a get, competition yeah, you're we, entering yeah. basically. We, we and if you win it, you can pay for the item. So, so someone had to sit there and read through. Well, so this system, um, applica- so that this is how he, he did it. The system applications were grouped by the item. So each item that he had post- posted and the time period they were submitted. So according to the um, GDP website, um, gross domestic products, if, that, if you're wondering what that is. Um, That's him. And an independent third party randomly selected, so they, he like employed a third party company to randomly select from each time period okay. for that yeah. um, 
item. You've got to cut it down. You've got to put a filter in it. Too much. Only evaluate applications received during a certain selected. So they would have gone that item. Yeah. Only people selected in that time period will have had a chance. Um, then the tiebreaker submissions were then determined based on the independent evaluator deems the most apt and original. So their answers to that question. Um, and even if you do win it, though, they which I think he said, I'm sure he said when I was reading through it back when I did it, um, that it, he'd picked a comedian or someone to like read through and pick a winners out of like the the selection. So there was you you random. It's like with most competitions, they randomly selected certain amount of like people. And then from that, then they decided from their answers. So even if I, you know, we wouldn't maybe, we wouldn't, you've got to get in the freaking final list before you even get a chance to have your comments read. Um, So the number of application, uh, so yeah, basically. Loads of fucking. Loads of people. Um, Other products on sale included a clock. Printed with the trademark Banksy's rat, a tombstone made from a 230 kilogram slab of Portland stone for the person who has everything. <laughs> what? Um, the site, the site, the site still exists. However, everything is currently listed as sold out. Um, so keep an eye on that site. Go and check it out. What's that website again? Gross domestic product. Yeah, Just type gross domestic you, domestic product. You'll know what Banksy. we're on about then. It'll come up. It's like you click on it, you'll see it, and it, you see stuff. Um, and he might repost some new stuff on there. You never know. It's kind of like a portal to him where he'll, it's, he's it's likely to just activate it one it, day for no reason. It really is like entering a competition. It, you know, it's very unlikely you'll get it and win. Um, and like I say, if I, I think the thing I bid it on was like seven or 800 quid. I would have had to have paid seven or 800 pounds. You have for to it. win it. But you have to win it first. You and then give win them the money. The opportunity to pay them the money. Yeah, basically. because they're giving you a bank, see? So, um, and all of this just apparently maintain custody of his own fucking name. Really? Yeah, because that's why he had to do it. He had to do something. That this, this is the legal reason why he's had to do that. Fucking hell, Because man. someone's gone up to him saying they want to take his name, legally take his name off him. Pricks. Pricks. Of course, there's always someone out there, isn't there, doing shit? Money like cash. That. Fucking money cash hoes. <laughs> um, so the next one up is the Birmingham Homeless... Um, bench reindeer so these last two are the most recent works done by Banksy so this one's pretty close to home for you and I um in December of 2019 oh, so you did that literally and figuratively <laughs> what close to home why is it, is it oh. say it was Birmingham yeah it is yeah D- there well, you that's go, what I said it. <laughs> <laughs> div. Um, so yeah, 2019, Banksy painted a mural. Hello, cat, of a reindeer on the wall behind the bench of a homeless man named Ryan in the jewelry quarter in Birmingham. The Christmas creation combined jolly sentiment with a genuine compassion in a way that would make Charles Dickens tingle all over. Ah, <laughs> tingle on his dick. Um. Yeah, uh, all of the um, reindeer were painted on a wall behind a homeless uh, bench. So there was two reindeer painted behind the bench of pulling a bench of a home that homeless people used to sleep on. (laughs) Banksy posted a video of one homeless man on Instagram with the caption, God bless Birmingham. In the 20 minutes we filmed Ryan on this bench, passers by gave him um, a hot drink, two chocolate bars and a lighter. 
without him even asking for anything. A lighter. First brummies. We're, we're fucking Zalman. <laughs> See, that's why people are homeless, because you just get loads. You get, I've not, no one gave me a chocolate bar today. No. I haven't even got a chocolate bar. Um, so the street art was painted on the that's weekend, that's and this is what you going back to what you were saying earlier, and by Monday had already been embellished with Rudolphian red noses. Yeah, 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 that's so what I mean. someone else had come along and put red noses on the two reindeer. A lot why of people would you do that, man? A lot of people dubbed the addition as vandalism. However, however, isn't there an argument that the artwork is already a form of vandalism? Yeah, it is, but you're you're bastardising it. You're being a you're being a prick. You're being a prick. Um, so various people spotted works around the area of the street art in the days before it turned up. Obviously, it tur- they always turn up overnight, don't they? So, saying they spotted workers in tents wearing high vis vests working on the wall. However, at the time, they were just thought to be council workers. You see, the thing is, right, if you put a high-vis vest on, you can do anything. anything. You, can do you can rob someone's house. You can, yeah. I was, like, it's I've like heard stories it's of... Like, even more, like, than the police officers' uniform, people just, you just believe that people are any yeah, in high-vis vests are, like, not going to fuck you over. If you go, if you try and, like, lift up a manhole on the pavement, yeah, I don't know why you'd want to do it, and you just went out there in your normal clothes... You're just gonna, but if you put a high vis vest on, like some black trousers, people don't give a fuck. I heard stories of people going into like, uh, like TV shops and just going in with a high vis vest on and going, oh, you know that uh, 52 inch mega mega toy 3D TV, um, that one's faulty, and we're here from fucking Samson to take it away, and they're like, okay, yeah, go, and they just walk in with the high vis, and they just walk out and just got a TV. <laughs> people do um, it all the time, man. So anyone who spotted people working on the wall would never have assumed absolutely in the days running up to uh it that it would might possibly be banksy until after the mural presented da, da, itself da, da, da. and by then he's long gone but i don't think it would have been him anyway well he he wouldn't be there well he might be it might be but it just seems too much to do He'll something if you want to keep your your yeah. identity hidden and you're doing something illegal to me that seems quite you're likely to get busted and you're likely to it's going to come out so it seems more like that you've got like a team of dudes that go out yeah, and, and that, do and it that, and, that and you just sit on your Banksy that throne. That comparison to um, Andy Warhol's pretty, because actually a lot of Andy Warhol's works weren't actually done by Andy Warhol. They were done by he was a lazy his coat team of people. Yeah, like he, he, there's, he had teams of people because he created a way of making the art that was easy by screen printing. So, all, you know, so if Banksy created the stencil, then someone else could go and stencil it. Yeah. And it's as long as he's behind it, it's still a Banksy, isn't it? it uh, sort it, of. It's it's still a he he could have a cooperative. Well, people, if you bought a stencil so off Banksy, you're buying a Banksy, so that stencil would be worth no, but it's fucking but millions. It's, no, it's you're different. Not if I buy a stent a Banksy off um, a Banksy, if off you stencil. buy a Banksy off stencil, <laughs> a stencil off Banksy, and then went off and did something, it's not a Banksy. If Banksy employed me to do his stenciling, then it's a Banksy. It's different. Yes, yeah, I understand. But no one's going to get a Banksy stencil and go out and do it because it's a fucking Banksy stencil. Yeah. But what I thought was interesting is that the that Banksy posted about the homeless man on the bench and he knew his name. So, so maybe this fucking Ryan dude knows who Banksy is. Probably. Because he had a conversation with Banksy. His team. It might not have been Banksy though. Banksy might be a person inside a person. It might be Banksy Inception. You might yeah, be thinking, yeah. talking to Banksy and you're not. So the last one we'll talk about today is called Valentine's Day. Um, so on 13th of February 2020, uh, the Valentine's Banksy mural appeared on the side of a building in um, Bristol's uh, Barton Hill neighbourhood, so depicting a, back home that weekend, a young girl firing a slingshot of real red flowers and leaves. In the early hours of Valentine's Day, 
Banksy confirmed that this was his work via his Instagram account that's most or and his website so he has a website as well and um the painting was defaced just days after appearing again yeah, of course uh, so he dedicated and donated it to the University Hospital of Southampton I during saw that the, the, news, the global yeah. coronavirus pandemic in May 2020. So yeah. up to this point, that's his like most recent stuff. And all the money's going to that hospital, I believe. Yep. Um, and it's it's in like a reception. It was on the news. You just fucking go in and there's a bank on the wall. Yeah. <laughs> so there we go. So and they're wearing and it's got like the NHS. Have you seen it? Um, they got like superhero, like the N. I'm sure it's got like some superhero shit on it. I, like, I probably should just like have a look at it and see. But um, yeah, it's good that he does that shit, though, isn't it? Like yeah. supports well, and raises and the, awareness. Because he can. Because apparently I was reading when with the jewellery quarter, because obviously that's a part of Birmingham that's been in decline really because um, people just don't go, aren't interested in going and visiting. Um, that's what it looks like. Uh, oh, okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, typical Banksy. It doesn't Banksy. really look like a Banksy though. It looks a bit kind of cartoonish. Absolutely outrageous. It looks freehand to be fair. It doesn't look stenciled. Um, so... Yeah, when I was reading about the jewellery quarter one, um, and again, I don't know if it's still there because they did try and cover it in Perspex. I'm not sure if it still remains. Yes, so, so that's it. Sorry, yeah, that, that's it there, right? Oh, yeah, and I saw that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it's just like a little kid, that one that he's donated to the NHS in Southampton. She's like a little kid playing with um, superhero toys, yeah? Yes, it? so that one that you showed me then wasn't a bad No, it wasn't. It? No, no, I, was, I looked at it. I was like, that's not the Doesn't one. Doesn't look like it. No, no. So he's, he's, he's playing with like superhero toys, little kiddies, but um, they're, the sub- the uh, superheroes have been substituted with like doctors and nurses and shit. Yeah. Um, but like I was just saying, um, in the jewellery quarters, it's been declined because it used to be very famous for um, the jewellery shops and the gold shops and, you know, the jewellers that work there. Now, nowadays, people really aren't interested in going to those places, so it's been in massive decline. But apparently, the Banksy really fucking bought some shit, some people to the jewelry quarter. It's full of gold that place as you drive it through it. It, it is full of gold. There are probably some like gold. There's bullion vaults there. Vaults in that place. It's not falling um, into disrepair. I but I yeah. don't know if it still exists. I really, I should drive up there and have a look, see if it's still there. It's a problem with these things. Is when they're when they're out in the sort of the public. Consciousness and and it's a it's a bank scene. It's there, and you can go and look at it. Somebody will go and piss on it. Someone will go and take pictures well, of it. Someone will be inspired. Yeah. Someone will not give a fuck. I They're think for a while they tried to like cordon it off, and I don't know whether it's been gotten rid of. I'm not sure, but yeah, I didn't go and look at it, and I should have done. Yeah, definitely should have done. Um, if you can, if it's near, yeah, go mm. and look at it. But yeah, so that was so that was this week's episode. Next week we will talk more about who, who he Banksy is. is. So the podcast um, will be about. Who he, who the, who he could possibly so be. So he's kind of like, you framed it like, this is him, this is his artwork, this is the shit he does, this is his style. Well, the I've, like, who the no, fuck it's, is it? it's, I've gone, I've sort of written down, um, so I've gone through like the kind of most like liked, I guess, um, theories. It's famous pieces. And um, then the, the people who could possibly be, and then sort of rated it with a number and then we'll go into the ones that have the highest rating in terms of the likelihood because obviously some of them are a bit like daft and like not very likely fucking Rolf Harris doubt it yeah doubtful so cool I'm looking forward to that stay tuned to next week because I want to know that for um, for finding out whether we can we can untangle who Banksy really is which I doubt we will because you know no one has (laughs) or have they or have they we'll find out he's probably just like a random dude he's probably probably been seen way more times than anyone actually realises probably yeah because he's just no one knows. That's the whole beauty of it is that he can have this kind of um, fame and, and 
but no, but he can still just go down the shops and no one actually knows who the fuck he is. Genius. Genius. Anyway. Genius. That's it. Excellent then. Excellent. I'm looking forward to next week. You got anything you need to do? Anything you need to say? Don't think so. I'm Before you round your pod out. I've got a rumbly in my tummy. <laughs> don't so. think so. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> what? <laughs> Other than like podcast related. <laughs> I'm not sure, but I'm hungry though. I'm hungry. What are you going to eat? Uh, um, maybe a sausage and egg muffin. Not muck. Can't not, do the no, mucks. No, I'm like homemade version because I, that to be fair, that's my like guilty pleasure is a McDonald's breakfast. And at the moment, even if McDonald's op- is open, they're only selling like the burgers so they're not doing the breakfast ain't no max for a while you fatties yep. so all I'm them just, fat I greasy fingers out there just make my own instead you're losing what? all that weight or make your own yeah i suppose I uh wicked all right so we'll uh see you all next week for part two toodles bye <laughs>